Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Amen. Are you ready for the Bible today? Today's message is called Supernatural. And I want to open up today by reading to you out of Romans chapter 8, verse 11, which I have to admit is a favorite verse of mine. I also have to admit I have about 100 favorite verses. Um, but don't let that diminish it at all. Romans eight eleven says this. And if the Spirit, would you say Spirit? I didn't hear you online. Online, would you say Spirit? Oh, I still can't hear you. Oh, we'll catch up on that later. And if the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because his Spirit who lives in you. Wow. That's like comparative to like having like a nuclear reactor that can't boil down like Chernobyl, like a good nuclear reactor inside of you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in you. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal body because his spirit lives in you. It is good to be serving the Lord. Amen? Or y'all got to act Pentecostal today. I want to hear you. I feel like church, we've just gotten a little too quiet. Y'all need to just just be a little rowdy online, rowdy in the place. Uh, There's something about that interaction. Don't worry, I can take it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. And God, we are here because of you. We're here because we love you. We're here because it's a privilege to know you. We're here to honor and to worship you. And God, we're here to receive from you today. So Lord, let every one of us receive something from you today, and may we glorify you in it and bring you honor and praise. Lord, I pray for the empowerment of your spirit. God, share what's in your word today. We thank you that that your word has authority and power to touch generation after generation and generation. We believe that this word today is for me, for each one of us. We love you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I want to drop in this morning on a great story in Acts chapter 9. Today we're going to talk about the supernatural. And, uh, and at the end of the service today, I want to take some time and I want to pray for miracles for people online, for people here in the service. Um, we want to, to pray for you today, but I, I just want to drop into Scripture. I love how you can just kind of like parachute drop into a Scripture and it's like you're in another world and you're just like, whoa. This is amazing. And you're going to love this story. This is out of Acts chapter 9. And this is about Peter. And the previous scripture in Acts chapter 8 and 9 has been talking about Paul and his journey and his conversion. And it was pretty dynamic. And then it just kind of pivots and it's going to talk about Peter and talk about how Peter is going to just begin just ministering to people. We'll drop in Acts chapter 9, verse 32. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydia. There he found a man named Aeneas who was paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said, Jesus Christ heals you. Man, when I read that this week, I just arrested me. Jesus Christ heals you. Get up 
and roll up your mat. Immediately Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydia and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name was Dorcas. I would go by Tabitha too. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died. And her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydia was near Joppa, so the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydia, so they sent two men and urged him, please come at once. Peter went then, and he arrived, and it was taken upstairs to the room. All the windows stood around him, all the widows, excuse me, stood around him <laughs> crying. A letter makes a difference, I'm telling you. Um, all, that's a different message. All the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and her clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed, turning toward the dead woman. He said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet, and then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with Tanner named Simon. You know, God's Word is, is full of so many miracles. I got to tell you, if you, you need a miracle in your life, you know, a good place to go is God's Word. It'll build your faith. God's Word is, worth, is full of so many miracles. God's Word is, is full of so many healings. And in this story, Peter, with Aeneas and then Tabitha, one of the things that I, I see in this story is Peter's relationship with God. And, and the reason I say I see his relationship with God is I see how each circumstance is individual. Each circumstance is different. It, Peter doesn't like approach it like a cookbook, like, oh, Aeneas, you need prayer? Well, let me you know, do this and then do that. Add a little salt, pepper, 20 minutes, voila, and you know, you're, you're, that, you're good. Like, I, I just see this, like, this um, almost creative, I don't mean creative like making stuff up, but creative like each circumstance is different. And it's not a learned, repeated approach, but it's this interaction and relationship with God. And, and he, he, he does things differently. Like, you don't see a whole bunch of places in Scripture where someone says, Jesus Christ heals you. I, that just struck me when I wrote, read it this week. I was like, Jesus Christ heals you. I'm like, oh. Anyhow, um, Aeneas, he says, Jesus Christ heals you. But Tabitha is totally different. He gets everybody out of the room, which we see that a couple times in Scripture. It's like, let's get all the crying and all the weeping and all the stuff out of here. You know, the people who've like, it's already done and that kind of thing. And let's, let's just spend some time. And it says that he prayed. Man, wouldn't you love to hear that prayer that day? Wouldn't you love to hear Peter's conversation with Jesus that day? Like, Lord, show me what to pray. Show me what to say. Show me what to do. Lord, this woman is dead, but I just, I believe you want to raise her up out of this bed. I'm like, what did he say that day? And then it records that he looks at Tabitha and says, Tabitha, get up. How simple. How profound. And again, it's not the cookbook 
It's the power of God moving in that moment, and I see his relationship with God. You know, the circumstances for each recipient were also very different. Aeneas, it says that he had been bedridden for eight years. I find that really challenging because I don't know about you, but oftentimes when something has gone on a long time, it takes a different realm of like my faith, trust in God to pray for someone who's had a condition for a really long time versus something that you're just kind of like punched in the face with and you go, let's pray. You know what I'm talking about? And what I love is like this, the juxtaposition of these two different stories. You know, you got a, a man and a woman. Jesus Christ heals you and Tabitha, get up and get everybody else out of the room in the meantime. And like all, like these two very different stories. Eight years, you know, that Aeneas has been bedridden and then Tabitha has just died and they've just kind of like put her body to, to rest and they're preparing her for her burial kind of thing. Like this has just happened. And in both circumstances, in two different cities, right back to back, God does these Miracles, differently, separately, yet consecutively. I should put that in my notes. Um, Both healings had an impact on the faith of others around them. For Aeneas, it says this, All those who lived in Lydia and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. That's pretty good. And with Tabitha, it says, This became known all over Joppa, And many people believed in the Lord. And God was glorified. You know, earlier this week, um, myself and uh, one of my close friends, Pastor Manny Pena of Lux Church in Richmond, he and I have responsibility in our church network, MFI, for pastors in the Mid-Atlantic. And we gather them together and we pray with them and we encourage them and we do all kinds of things. And um, we... We planned earlier this year, hey, let's take out the fathers and the faith just together as a group. And we thought, what can we do with them? And we said, let's take them fishing. So we took them fishing to Smith Mountain Lake on Monday. And um, it was a lot of fun. And it was, there was something really special about just having our fathers and the faith all together. And uh, we, uh, we got on this, this fishing boat and we had somebody who was our guide. His name is Captain Doug. And um, Captain Doug, man, he knows Smith Mountain Lake. He knows where the fish hide. He knows where the fish swim. He knows where they take their vacations. He knows where the fish are in Smith Mountain Lake. But by golly, we just had one of those days where all the fish had gone to a different lake. Like we caught a handful of fish. And Captain Doug, he was so gracious because it was supposed to be like a three-hour expedition. He spent six hours with us. Uh, that day because he was bound and determined to help us find these fish. So, and we were just, honestly, like we weren't frustrated. We were really good because we're just friends spending time together. And Pastor Manny and I had a great discussion with these fathers in the faith and just some encouragement for them and some honor for them. And, and it was just a really, really good time. And I could tell as the day went on, like 
Captain Doug became kind of like one of the crew for us. Like, like he just became our friend as the day went on. He even took us by his house. He went and cleaned some fish for us and brought some fish that we didn't caught back. <laughs> and, he, and like he just wanted to bless us. And he took us out for you know hours on end. And he just was with us. And he was so tuned into our conversation. There were times where like it was time to like open up the motor and go. And he would just kind of leave it on trolling, you know, real quiet, so we could all talk. But he was totally like feeding off the day and enjoying it. And we were totally cool with that because we're open and transparent. And it was, you know, there's no confidential conversations going on. It was just a good, good, long day with Captain Doug. Well, as we were going along the day with Captain Doug, one of the things that I learned, um, well, I learned a lot. I was actually sitting right next to him as he drove and he's got like all this equipment. He would be like, you know, so that's a tree underground and that's a such and such. He gave me an education that day. I mean, it was really just amazing. But as I was getting to know him, I learned that um, they have a, he and his wife have a blueberry farm, and apparently deer go through that all the time. The deer bring these ticks in. And, and Captain Doug, somewhere in his journey, got this um, tick bite that gave him this syndrome called Alpha-Gale syndrome. And what it caused him to do is it causes him not to be able to eat meat. And, um, you know, you're on the boat with six other men, and you tell these men you can't eat eat meat. And like, we all just ready to burst into tears for the man, right? It's like, I'm so sorry for, you know, it's like, I can't imagine, you know? And so we're, we're uh, spending the day and the day is wrapping up and we're coming in to the dock and the Holy Spirit just gives me that just little bit of a nudge. Let's pray for Captain Doug. And so I said, Captain Doug, can we, can we pray for you? And he said, yeah. And so me and Five other of my close friend pastors, we pray for Pastor Doug and uh, pray for his healing and just pray blessing over him and his family and that kind of thing. And we finish up the prayer and Captain Doug Doug goes, whoa, I got the chills. And I said, that's the Holy Ghost. (laughs) The next day or two, we're texting back and forth and, um, and he says to me, he says, well, when you have six pastors pray for you, that's got to be powerful, right? He was just so overwhelmed and like by the kindness and bringing him in and all that kind of stuff. And I had to call him later in the week, and he said, um, he said, I was just talking about you guys. This is days later. And I said, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah. He says, I was telling a friend that you guys prayed for me and prayed for this Alpha Gale. And he says that I, um, he says, I, honestly, he says, I haven't been brave enough to eat meat yet. And I can tell, like, he's having this interaction with God about, like, do I take, because the last time he ate meat, he was sick for four days. So this is, like, this is a big deal, right? What was interesting was, as the day went on, and and here's why I'm telling you this story. I wish I could tell you, like, and he called me, and he's, like, you know, eating steak tonight and that kind of thing. Hopefully that's still coming, right? That's still coming. But a lot of our day was filled with the natural. Would you say the word natural? And you know, when we prayed at the end of the day, we could have prayed for all of the just, just natural things. But I I'd had a, a desire in my heart. I was like, let's pray for this man to be healed. Let's pray for the supernatural. Would you say the word supernatural? If, if, if there's something that I, I'd like to see deposited in us today in this word is this. We all operate in a realm of the natural every day. You get up, I make my eggs in the morning, 
salt, pepper. Elizabeth has her couple eggs. I have my three eggs. I have my cup of coffee. I go on with my day. I, you know, like I have my things that I do. I have my natural realm. If the car tire goes flat, I do this. And if, you know, that goes out, the phone rings or the, you get a text. Like all of these natural things that are around us, right? And there's a, it's a realm, if you almost like a bubble of, of operating in your life, right? And then there is the supernatural. And many times we live in the natural and we can forget the same power that raised Christ from the dead. That same spirit is in you. And in your relationship with God, in your interaction with God, you can pivot, you can transition from let's move from the natural of the moment to the supernatural of the moment. What's beautiful about these two stories is in one story, Peter is working with a man who has been invalid for eight years. That's a long time. I mean, some of us, we get really intimidated by praying for someone who's been sick for longer than three days. Eight years. And then you have this other story where the person has just died. Now that's extreme on another realm, right? And again, I see his relationship with God and this transition from the natural to the supernatural. Now, I think, honestly, I think sometimes it's harder for us in our regular pattern of lives to think that way because we're so used to the natural. But I want to tell you, there's nothing wrong with the natural. God created the natural. God created this earth. Like, it's all his, and it's all, you know, it's all his, right? He created you natural, and He's given you natural abilities and natural intelligence and a lot of natural, and yet there is the supernatural. It's an and, not an or. And there's a transitioning from one to another. Now, when we think about supernatural, what supernatural means is anything that we can't explain through what is observed in the natural, so like through scientific explanation or outside of our own understanding, right? Like, you know how your car works, and there are parts that you know better than others, and some scientist knows how the car works and all of that. Like, there, it, your car is not supernatural. I know you love it, but it's not supernatural. It's natural, and it obeys these natural laws. And that's great. Supernatural is as soon as you cross the line of what we understand and into the line of what God is doing and what God is moving... But the thing is, is in God's universe, do you realize that there's nothing that is supernatural for him? Do you catch that? And in your citizenship in heaven, the word supernatural doesn't actually mean that you don't have any explanation. You have the explanation, it's God. And so for us, the supernatural becomes natural. Do you catch what I'm saying? I mean, I don't mean that we understand it, like exactly how it works, but we understand who makes it work. And there's this transition and this realm that we get to enjoy as believers, and God wants us to enjoy as believers. We could say, you know, I've done all that I can do. We've done all the natural. And yet there's another resource. There is another realm that is just as real even though we don't understand the science or the mechanics of it. We understand the God of it. Supernatural is beyond anything that we know. 
I thought, I was thinking about this word as I was preparing it for you, and I thought, how arrogant are we? How arrogant are we to limit God? How arrogant are we to limit what is possible by what we understand? Don't get me wrong. God gave you a brain. Understanding is great, but understanding is not the thing that rules. God rules. I thought, man, we've got to change the way that we think, and we've got to change the way that we believe. Yes, there's things that we understand, and there are things that we can explain, but God. There are things that we can understand, and there are things that we can understand, things that we can explain, yet God. There are things that we can understand, and there are things that we can explain, and then God. And we get to operate in both realms. There is a whole nother realm that is available to us as a believer. And one of the things that I, I want to integrate with this, with this message today is that integration has to do with your relationship with God and your faith and trust in God. Do you follow me? Because faith is, is not just like, like a tool that you pull out and use it when you need it and put it away. Faith is a trust and a belief and a, and a belief in, in the Lord that is a very relational kind of thing. And the reality is that the supernatural is very real and it is accessible to us. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Let that, let that land for you for a moment. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine according to his what? His power that is work, at work where? Within us. I think sometimes we think of prayer as just and the supernatural and God is just the thing that we're trying to call in and coax in and bring in and get to come in and, and you know because we understand the, the presence of God we want to we want to bring it and that kind of thing but you, you, we have to remember that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is living in you the Holy Spirit is within you it's already there according to His power that is work, work with uh, in, in, within us to Him be Glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. His power is work, work within us. And, and the supernatural becomes natural to those who believe. All right, are you all ready for another scripture? I, I'm so excited about the, these next two scriptures that I'm going to share with you. But what my prayer is that as I share these scriptures with you, that it will, it will spark a faith and, and that we will... Um, kind of see the supernatural as like a, a normal thing that like we can access and, and interact with. And I'll explain it like this. So I, I love like tools and things at work and new inventions and stuff like that. And there's this thing coming out from Tesla. It's called the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck is pretty cool. It looks like a, like a, a moon rover. I mean, it, it just looks crazy kind of thing. I really want one. I'm not going to go buy one because I would rather not have debt, and I like eating a lot. Um, and 
You know, so I, I, this truck comes in like three different variations. Basically, it's a one-engine, two-engine, three-engine version, right? So the one-engine is like you can, you can drive, and it's got a decent you know, range. It's electric, so there's no gas in it. And it can go a certain range, but it's only two-wheel drive. And I thought, you know, I don't think it's right to buy that truck and have two-wheel drive. It just feels wrong to me. Why, why would you buy a truck that like, has like, all of these amazing features in it and buy it and it has two-wheel drive? I'm like, ah. Yesterday, Caleb and I, we went fishing to what was it, Rugged Mountain Lake or whatever that place is that the hiking group went to. We went out on our little kayak, which I like to call my boat. I'm now a boat owner because I have a kayak. I just like saying it. Um, Anyhow, so we go out there, and we, we get on this gravel road, and we're in Elizabeth's um, GMC, and I put it into all-wheel drive because we got, and I was like, ooh, slippage. Ah, oh, that's right. I have another realm. I took it from two-wheel to four-wheel. I have another realm that I can, and I just turned the knob, and it blinked, and it went from two-wheel to all-wheel drive, and I was like, probably don't even really need it, but I have it. I'm going to use it. Prayer in the supernatural is like that next realm that is available to you. But the thing is, is it can be on the vehicle, in the vehicle, equipped. It can all be there, and we don't reach for the knob. I could have said, I don't really need four-wheel drive right now. It's like, baby, I got four-wheel drive at my fingertips. I'm turning it on. Just because I can. Like, that's the joy I get out of these things. Like the Cybertruck, like, you got to get at least the two-engine the two, uh, version so you get the, the four-wheel drive. I know you're curious, why do they have a three-engine version? It's because you get even longer mileage out of it, which I think is really cool as well. But, uh, you know, I, I figure with my, my dreams and passions, I'll just be reasonable. The two engines just fine. <laughs> Don't look how much it costs. If you do, you'll know why I'm not buying one. Um, This realm of availability, it's equipped, it's there, it's relational, and it's available. Ephesians 1.17 says this, I keep asking that the Lord of our, excuse me, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Do you see the relational quality in that verse? I pray that he give you the spirit and revelation that you may know him better. Do you, have, do you see how it starts off with this relational quality? Then it goes, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be open and enlightened. That's what we're talking about today. In order that you may know the hope to which you have been called, the riches of his glorious inheritance to his people, and to his incomparably great power for us who believe. That same power is that is the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms, far and above all rule and authority, power and dominion in every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the age to come. He says that he, he prays that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened for three things. One was the hope to which you are called, the riches of his inheritance are number two. The third one is the one we want to land on. He wants the heart, the eyes of your heart to be enlightened to the incomparably great power to us who believe. 
He wants you to know you're already equipped with all-wheel drive. You already have access to another realm. Do you, and I keep going back to the, the relational piece of it. I saw in Peter's interaction with Tabitha and Aeneas, I see the, this in here. I pray you know, that you would, you, you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you would know him better. I think the mistake is in realms of belief, sometimes we, we, we don't intend to, but we divorce um, faith from relationship. And, and, and faith and relationship are very interconnected. I have faith in my wife, but I also have a relationship with my wife, right? Like, I don't divorce the two. I really trust her. Do you have a relationship with her? Eh, not so much. That, how does that work? It's a both and. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is living in you. Now, you can walk around and you could feel really guilty, like, by golly, the Holy Ghost is in me and I feel like I'm powerless. And you could just have, like, be Eeyore about it. Or you could go, there's more there than I'm interacting with. And one of the keys in your relationship with God is just being able to transition from natural to supernatural. Like on the boat with Captain Doug this week. We just went from a very natural, enjoyable day, and we transitioned from natural to supernatural and prayed for his healing because that's what the man needed. That, that's, that's what he needed. Romans 8, 10. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. Romans 8, 10, and 11 again says this. But if Christ is in you, then even your body is subject to death because of sin, and the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And the Spirit of Him who raised Christ from the dead is living in you. The Spirit who raised Christ from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Here's my final challenge to you today before we pray. Here's my challenge. Uh, I know in my life that 100% of the prayers that I never pray go unanswered. 100% of the prayers that I never pray go unanswered. Doesn't mean that God doesn't move independently of me or anything like that, but I know that if, I'm gonna, if I want to see God do something, if I want to ask God for something, if I need something from the Lord, I need to actually ask. And I think sometimes we're way too hesitant to ask. Just ask a lot. It's, it's so scriptural. I could preach a whole message. It's okay. Ask, ask, ask. It's okay. Don't become a selfish brat, but you're fine. Just ask, ask, ask. Ask and believe. It's okay. I, I want to pray for two things today. And if you're watching online today, um, I, I, the way that I want you to be able to join in as well, I want to pray if you need a miracle in your life, I want to pray for We want to pray for you today. Okay. Maybe you have a miracle you need in your life. Let's pray. If it's been eight years, 80 years yesterday, let's pray. We'll seek God and pray. We're going to switch from two-wheel to four-wheel. Second is, maybe you need to pray for someone else's miracle, or you're praying for someone else's miracle, and you need somebody to pray with you. Then we want to pray with you as well. And in the service, 
once we conclude, we're gonna, we'll do that here physically. But if you're online and you want to participate in that, you, you need a miracle or you're praying for a miracle and you just want someone from our team to like just pray with you, here's what I want you to do. Either call us at the church and leave a voicemail. And you can do that with our phone number, which is 804-556-5700. 804-556-5700. And we'll call you back. Or you can email us, friends, that's plural, friends at victorychristian.church. And that's friends at victorychristian.church. If you're running around your house and you're trying to get a pen, you can hit pause and rewind, or you can just go to the website, victorychristian.church, and all our contact stuff is there. We will reach right back out to you, and we will pray with you online or here. Again, we're going to pray for those two things. If you need a miracle or you're praying for a miracle. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.